Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. So I was in the middle of editing the last session that was recorded for the book of Jeremiah and I deleted the entire thing. So I am having to re-record without being in front of the class or in front of the group. So I'm just going to present the slides as if I were and do the best that I can to get this information across to you. So last week we wrapped up chapters 46 through 51 and we were all instructed to go back and read 46 through 52. 52 is just the appendix of Jeremiah and it recaps what happens in the book of Jeremiah chapter 39, which talks about the destruction of Jerusalem and the Babylonian captivity that Jeremiah predicted. This week we're going to review everything that we've learned so far and then we are going to see what is it that we're supposed to apply from these scriptures so before we do let's go ahead and pray father god you know exactly why that last session was deleted (laughs) and you know why you have me recording this session again and i trust you god and i just pray that you would speak to your people that's listening god and speak to me and help us to apply what it is that we need to apply from this lesson in jesus name we pray amen okay so first we're going to talk about what the book of jeremiah is let's remember that the book of jeremiah is a collection of letters and messages that were dictated by the prophet Jeremiah and written by his scribe Baruch. The book of Jeremiah was also categorized as biblical prophecy, which means that it was God's message to the people and to the leaders who ruled them at that time. This book also included the two elements of prophecy, which were the predictive element and God's message to the current situation. So God will use Jeremiah to predict or to share what was going to come. And he also spoke to the people in their current situation. So remember before the book of Jeremiah, we had King Solomon. And after his death, the United Kingdom was divided into Israel as the Northern Kingdom and Judah as the Southern Kingdom. Um, Jeremiah was from Antioch, which is four miles north of Jerusalem, which is inside that southern kingdom. Okay, so he was prophesying as he lived in Judah. Um, He lived and prophesied during the reign of five kings. Those kings went from Josiah all the way down to Zedekiah. Um, the, The culture at this time was very chaotic. There was times of political, moral, and spiritual unrest and just great difficulty. And, And while all of this is happening within Israel and Judah, Babylon, Egypt, and Assyria are battling for world supremacy. And Judah is caught in the middle of that and is eventually defeated by Babylon. Assyria was defeated by 
I mean, I'm sorry, Israel was defeated by Assyria. Okay, so the book of All right, so the book of Jeremiah has two main themes, which was blatant idolatry, the people worship false gods, and the consequences for that, uh, which would be invasion from the north. Jeremiah is condemning the people for seeking security and worthless, changeable things rather than the unchangeable God. Remember, Jeremiah prophesied for 40 years and he never saw the people heed his instructions or, or listen to the words that God was giving him to share. So in the order in which we studied the book of Jeremiah is we, we talked about the call of Jeremiah. Jeremiah condemns Judah for his sins. Jeremiah prophesies destruction. Um, Jeremiah accuses Judah's leaders. God promises restoration. God's promised judgment arise. Uh, Jeremiah prophesies about foreign nations, and then we eventually see the fall of Jerusalem and the nations. So during this time, during Jeremiah's 40 years of prophesying and, and sharing the message, Jeremiah confronts many people with their sins, including kings, false prophets, those at the temple and those at the gate. But there was a lack of response, and it made Jeremiah wonder if, he was doing any good at all. He was often discouraged and felt bitter sometimes. And remember, we talked about just his honesty in communication with God, his openness to share those moments where he was in despair and he felt discouraged. And even when he questions God, God's judgment and Jeremiah, but Jeremiah lived to see many of his prophecies come true, including the fall of Jerusalem. So now we're going to get into talking about the universal things or things that all of us can apply from reading these scriptures. So as I as I instructed or recommended during this study was that you were supposed to read the book of Jeremiah for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to interpret scripture and speak to your unique situation. Well, these Things are universal applications that I'm going to speak about today are things that all of us can apply. All of us can learn from these um, main points that are found throughout the book. The first one is sin. So remember that King Josiah um, attempted to reform the people through action. He, he found the law and he attempted to get the people to follow God's word, yet the people's repentance was very shallow. They they said the right things, but they did not change. They did not do or uh, correct their heart posture. They continued their, their selfishness and they worshiped idols. Um, all the leaders rejected God's law and will for the people. Jeremiah lists all of their sins, predicts God's judgment, and begs them for repentance, yet they did not do that. Okay. So, uh, Judah's deterioration and disaster came from a callous disregard and disobedience to God. They faced the consequences of their, their choices. And when we ignore sin and refuse to listen to God's warning, we also invite disaster into our life. So one of the main things that we need to take from this study is that don't settle for half measures in removing sin. If there is a sin in your life, if there is something that God is convicting you of, it is best that we repent and turn away from that thing 
unless we want the disaster that is going to come because sometimes that disaster is immediate that those consequences are immediate or they are delayed but there's always punishment for our sin the second one is punishment that second theme is punishment because of sin jerusalem was destroyed the temple was ruined and the people were captured and carried off to babylon the people were responsible for their destruction and captivity because they refused to listen to God's message. Okay. So unconfessed sins brings God's full punishment. It is useless to blame anyone else for our sin. We are accountable to God before anyone else. We must answer to him for how we live. One of my favorite Bible verses is found in Galatians chapter six and it's verses four through five. And it states, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. So I can't blame so-and-so for how I act or react to any situation because I am responsible for my conduct and I am going to be held accountable to God for my conduct. Okay. The third is God is Lord of all. God is the righteous creator. He is accountable to no one but himself. He is wisely and lovingly directs all creation and fulfills his plan. And he brings events to pass according to his timetable. No matter how much we pray and try to rush him to do things the way we want, he is in control of his creation as well as the timing of his creation. He is Lord over all the world, okay? So because of God's majestic power and love, our only duty is to submit to his authority. By following his plans, not our own, we can have a loving relationship with him and serve him with our whole hearts. Our immediate and first and only response to the power and majesty of God is worship. We should have a heart posture of worship because he is the creator of all and is in control of all. He does not need us to do anything for him, but worship is for us. Worship is us having the correct heart posture to a loving and powerful God. Okay. And we are privileged to worship him. The fourth, um, theme or the fourth application is a new heart. So remember that Jeremiah predicted that after the destruction of the nation, God would send a new shepherd, which he was foreshadowing the Messiah. He would lead them into a new future, a new covenant and a new day of hope. So the Messiah will lead us into this new covenant, which we read about in Luke chapter 22. He would accomplish this by changing our sinful hearts into hearts of love for God. Okay. So even today, God still transforms people by changing their hearts. His love can and does eliminate the problems that are created by sin. We can have assurance of a new heart by loving God, trusting Christ to save us and repenting of our sins. Okay. The last one is faithful service. So Jeremiah served God faithfully for 40 years. During this time, the people ignored, rejected, and persecuted him. 
Jeremiah's preaching was unsuccessful by human standards, yet he did not fail in his task. He remained faithful to God. People's acceptance or rejection of us is not the measure of our success. So one of the stories that I shared with the group when I did this um, re- first, when I did chapter six um, on Wednesday was I was petrified every Wednesday when I got up to teach because I take serious the word of God. I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. I want to make sure that I'm saying the right things and I'm not getting it wrong because it's God's word. And I don't want to lead anyone astray or um, take it out of context or anything of that nature. But not only that, most of the people who I was, who I was teaching, teaching have been serving God just as long as I've been alive, have been reading scripture way longer than I've even been a believer in Christ. So I was afraid of, well, what if I say something wrong and they know that I, you know, they know that from reading scripture that that's not right. Or what if, or what could I possibly share with them that they don't already know? All of those thoughts were processing and going through my mind and it caused me to be anxious when in fact I should have been only worried about being successful in God's eye. God called me to teach this study and I was obedient to doing that. I was obedient in doing that. I showed up every week and did what it is that he called me to do. That's success. That's that's enough knowing that I was doing what God has called me to do and not trying to compare myself or measure myself against another teacher or someone else who is reading scripture. So God's approval alone should be our standard for service. Okay, we must bring God's message to others even when we are rejected. One thing that I have learned is that when I'm sharing Christ with somebody else, if they reject that message, they're not rejecting me. They're rejecting God. They're rejecting the message of God. So my responsibility is to bring that message to them. The rest is up to God. Okay, so we must do God's work even if that means suffering for it. And one of the things I mentioned here is that In Western civilization, our idea of suffering is completely different from other cultures, especially in um, the Eastern Hemisphere. You know, our idea of suffering may be being rejected by our friends and our family, going through um, hardships financially if we don't get a job or whatever the case may be. But there are other people or countries who are persecuted and killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. So I'm always very cautious when talking about suffering because I want us to realize that our suffering matters just as much as someone else's, who, even though it may not be as extreme as that person, it's our experience. So if you are suffering for Christ or when you suffer for Christ, remember to just be obedient to God. We must do his works even when we're faced with persecution. Okay. So right now we're going to go into a time of prayer for about a minute or so, and then I'll come back and I'll close us in, um, in prayer. So pray and ask God to reveal to you if there's any sin in your life that is leading you to punishment and ask God for a heart that's devoted to loving him in, in all things. Okay. So let's go ahead and pray.
Father God, thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and the fact that we can come to you in prayer, God. Thank you that we can come to you and have this line of communication to share our heart, Father God, and as well as hear your heart and your word for us, God. Thank you so much that you've been able to um, we've been able to spend time in your word and, and just really get an understanding of who you are through the book of Jeremiah. God, I pray that you would just help us to lay our sin down at your feet. God, help us to repent of anything that is taking our focus off of you or keeping us from being in right relationship with you. God, I ask that you would help us to be bold like Jeremiah, God. Help us to be able to go out into our community and in our families, Father God, and share your word no matter what comes against us, Father God. Help us to boldly prophesy and tell what it is that you would have us to say, Father God. Give us your word and strengthen us through the power of your Holy Spirit, Father God. And I just ask that you would just give us hearts that are wholeheartedly devoted to you, God. I pray for each and every person that's listening to this message. Lord, I pray that you would soften their hearts to your word, God, and help them to not only be hearers of your word, but to be doers, Lord. Give us the power and the strength that we need to go out into our communities and be a witness to you. And Lord, we just thank you again for this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.